Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Nobody Panic with me, Stevie, and Tessa over there. Both of us on our periods. Absolutely, we're not. I mean, I'm not, are you? No. No, we are on our cycles. That's right. And we're not alone because in the studio we have journalist and creator of 28-ish Days Later, the incredible podcast you have to find right now, India Rackerson. Hello. 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 Uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Please. I feel kind of like giddy with excitement. Oh, well, same. <laughs> Wonderful it, to it have you. It took me 12 times to introduce you because I was so excited. We've had to discuss the title of the podcast uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then having discussed it for 20 minutes, Stevie immediately said it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. And also just everything about it wrong. But if you haven't heard the podcast or you haven't heard of the podcast, A, well, what are you doing? B, it's essentially, am I right in saying, podcast looks at each day of your cycle and you can sort of listen along 28 days mm-hmm. and sort of learn bits and tips about like what you're doing, literally what your like body is doing that day and all different types of kind of like relation, like things related to what your body is doing that day as a menstruating person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How would you describe it if you were cornered in the kitchen at a party? Uh, okay, okay. What is 20, what is it? 20 days-ish later? <laughs> that's what I'd say. Uh, I'd be so terrified I'd yeah. run out of the room if you I'm did that to me at a party. But basically the whole idea was to make something that like, so... 28 is a sort of textbook mm-hmm. cycle. People mm-hmm. don't normally have. Some people have 28-day long cycle. Other people don't. But basically the idea was to go, okay, what is actually happening in the body? Because I feel like, I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like when we talk about periods, we get really hung up on blood. Everyone's sure. like, blood, the bleeding. <laughs> pads, coils, uh, not coils, pads, moon cups. Imagine um, using a coil to stop. <laughs> I know. I was like, you can, I suppose. Yeah, you way. could. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could yeah. use a marina coil and it would stop it. Good Lord. I basically started looking at my cycle when we were trying to have a baby. It's not an exciting story. But I was like, oh, why the hell am I 33? And I have no idea. I like mm. just, I had suddenly had seven books on the cycle on my shelf, mm. like a geek. Mm-hmm. I was like, why has it taken me a lot of money spent at Waterstones to find out what goes on in my body? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it's taken three decades. And I was kind of blown away because we just talk about the bleeding bit. And we don't talk about what the hormones do in the body, mm. what they're doing to us, because hormones are incredibly powerful things that I feel like as a society, we've sort of been a bit like, 
oh, they've got nothing. That's fine. They're just something that happened to us. They're not mm. like part of us, like our nervous system and mm-hmm. our brain. But they have like a really important part to play in who we are and what happens. And also, it's fascinating. <laughs> what is get like? What is going on inside your womb and the impact that has on your brain, your skin, your relationships, your work, like. Everything is just kind of mind blowing. So, like, surely it's a no brainer, and that you know, over half the population, as in many, all women, and then loads of men. In fact, the whole po- everyone should know this because it does affect everybody. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It sounds amazing. So, when you say it's twenty-eight-ish days later, it's twenty-eight episodes. Yeah, and she one, hasn't listened, has she? No, she has not I'm explaining to it to the people at home. <laughs> I know, of course. I'm saying there's one for each day and you could listen along. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, obviously there's not like day 10 and day 9, there's not like something massively different going on. Mm-hmm. So also what we've done is, what I really wanted to show was the reason we don't know all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's really fascinating science, but there is a reason why we don't know it. And that reason is like all the history of the patriarchy holding us back here we go and so we kind of go into loads of detail about that we go right back to ancient Greece where people were sort of saying if you don't use your womb your uterus like you should as a woman like if you don't weigh it down with a baby it will creep around your body and attack organs and (laughs) that's actually what they thought so they thought lots of like most problems with women and their health were to do with their womb Mm -hmm. and like the, the fact that they hadn't like exercised their purpose as a woman and then obviously because that's laid down in texts by glorious men it just mm. becomes you know rules for yeah, centuries yeah. not to defend the men so early on <laughs> in the podcast Bold. but I suppose you know thousands of years ago if everybody was just ble- bleeding out mm. you know you, you're, it's not an unreasonable thing to be like well something's gone terribly awry yeah, yeah. Absolutely. you know that's a really good point you know you're sort of covered in blood and then it stops and it comes again and like it's like ah what's this and you could understand that people were like quite terrified of it mm. and also that if it's such a long time between conception and the baby arriving that you know you could understand that like it might have taken a little while for everyone to put the pieces together I say, I'm quite surprised that they linked it with babies or uteruses or anything well I mean just to butt in I think they had found a uterus in the body it's sure. just that it wasn't very common to dissect female bodies they yeah. mainly dissected male oh my god of course. Yeah. so they of had course. cut them open and looked at them so they could tie the two things together right but it wasn't like they did much about it yeah they weren't mm. that asked no in the, in the sense they're like, was- this is what it's for do it yeah well i've been like the victorian times you thought a woman could turn a, a ham rancid yes. by, by touching it if she was on her period, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I, can, I can, I, I yeah, can I say, too. Yeah. But are you we not? All, we well, all yeah. can. But mine comes out like that lovely Nigella Lawson one that's made of Coca-Cola. Oh, that's Perfect. really good. In that's way, how Nigella rancid. does it. She just touches those hams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hormone thing, though, is even if you don't know the kind of, the kind of history of, of everything, the idea of, like, just oh, she's hormonal, being yeah. such a dismissive thing. And I do it to myself, being mm. like, oh, it's just hormones. You're like, oh, what? The most powerful, influential things shooting around your body that completely dictate everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is mm. on the hormones. But the way that we've talked about it even now, it's still, well, that's why your podcast is so useful. And it's sort of one of those ones that you're like, surely we should, but then you think about it, you're like, I couldn't tell you anything about my period. Like I couldn't mm. tell you, I only found out, I mean, I found out quite late that 
when you're on your period, that's not like, oh, I'm, uh, and that's not the point where you're meant to have sex to have a baby. I was like, that's, that's, that's ovulation and period is the same thing. Age like 24, I was like, I guess it's the same thing. Oh, oh. oh. You thought, you thought that your yeah. period, when you were bleeding, well, well, that was the time to try, that was con- tried the best I mean, time to conceive. Right, obviously listen, not. there's no shame here. I mean, no it seems what? like there is. But, off, but obviously <laughs> yeah, like, not. Like, why am I laughing? I've just made <laughs> no, a podcast. We've made, no, made a podcast about how nobody this, understands. But... <laughs> no, but obviously not, because if you'd have sat, if you'd have sat me down and I'd have like written out what I then thought and put it all together... I probably would have not mm. come to that conclusion. Mm. But like, I, was, I wasn't, when I was in my early 20s, I wasn't trying for a child and nobody had told me anything. Yeah. I mean, could you, would you guys be able to map out when you were most fertile no, you're at totally 22? Right. No, no, I was even, my first question was literally going to be, and when you say day one of this podcast, which day is day one? You know, like, oh, right. I, yeah, yeah. I, listen, and also my friend, until we uh, left university, took her tampon out to wee. You know, Jesus Christ! Right. Okay, so yeah. I don't. There's no. I uh, listen. No shame. No I'm shame. trying not to make any sort of <laughs> gasping noise. I think the point you you said about like I I d- thought I could conceive on my period, mm. which uh, you can. Y- yeah, it's not like yeah. beyond the rounds possibility. But it's not the big, I think that's all so fair yeah. enough, though, isn't it? Because we've just spent ages being like, "Do not get pregnant. Don't touch that yes, boy. Don't I go did near think that I boy." Get don't pregnant like, everything. Like, yeah, so we're just and completely we, afraid. Well, we of also it. like as humans, like we are very rare. It's us and rabbits that we are. We have no. Like a baboon, for example, being like, look at my big butt. Mm. Let's go, baby. It's ovulation time. It, you don't know when ours is. Like, my, my butt stays the same. Your butt's the same. It's you really know, we have, we have no but external. Are, we've got no external, but there are signs. There are like the big signs that you can so look little. out for. Well, yeah, like, but where do you want to start? Okay, like, yeah, you want to start, start, uh, start, start ovulation? I want to start. I'll start with this ovulation. Then my next question is about when's the day one. But I'll take this one right now because I'm so interested in... What's our baboon signal? Our baboon signal. Okay, so when you're ovulating, basically estrogen, which is probably the coolest hormone that we've got in our body, in my opinion. She's pretty wonderful. She, so uh, in the first half of your cycle, so day one is the first day of your bleed. Day one, first day of the bleed. Again, I would have absolutely gone to my head first day after you bleed. So I'm yeah. already. No, but it should head, be right yeah. midway through the cycle and just popped it there. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have been like, mm, I was like, yeah, like for, I would say egg release. That would have been my day. Oh, one. that's a nice one. Well, this I, is, but this I don't is know when it is. Alternative. Okay, well, so, using good words with absolutely day no one. Yeah. first day. So I suppose of the bleed. day one is first day of the bleed. That is because male scientists and doctors needed to be able to know when a woman's cycle started and the only way to physically see that beyond examining her god forbid would be the bleed right of course i even find that confusing because sometimes i'm like did i start yeah yesterday yeah 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 or was, or was it, it just a, a sneeze a bit a cervical yeah. sneeze there is like, a, there is yeah it's not like it's like and begin yeah i think that's a, such a tricky thing that you're like yeah right it's mm. not like and we've started it's this very sort of like oh oh could be oh no i'm off no i've left again for a few days so is it the first day that just you see anything yeah yeah first day you see anything yeah, okay. anything day one day one track okay. it even Log a, it. a scrap of anything, a scrap and we're of metal, off. scrap of metal, <laughs> and we're in. Okay, day yeah, one. Great, right, it's got to be blood, not mucus. Oh, uh, what? Sure. Right, okay, oh, we'll get okay. to that. Yeah. We'll get to mucus because that's one of my favourite things. So from there, after when your bleed finishes, mm-hmm. that's when the hormone estrogen starts to rise in your body. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and what estrogen is doing is basically preparing your womb and you to have sex and this is going to sound like I people are going to listen and be like this is so primitive and we've moved away from all of this and women are not like this is not our thing and our role this is the role of the hormone right mm-hmm. like that is literally what it do- is doing to your body so as you reach ovulation 
lots of things in your body change. So right, let's, let's stick with estrogen. There's, there's so much to get out. No, it's really difficult. Okay. Listen to the so, podcast 28-ish days later if you want I mean, to hear more. It's seven and a half hours of content. Right. So trying to condense this down of for course. you two is it's quite so tricky. tricky. <laughs> Not because it's you two. No, of course. Just because it's hard to condense Oh, it. yeah. And also because it's hostile. Oh, because it's easy. No. Okay, so estrogen rises. Estrogen is a really powerful hormone and she like prepares your body to kind of feel sexy. So Mm. there is research that shows that it makes your skin better. It Mm. makes you feel more positive. It makes you like more awake, more alert. It makes you more sociable. It makes you more sensitive to people around you. So like... Like everything, you grow more third boob, of course. Yeah, yeah, extra <laughs> boobs for everybody. Yes. <laughs> Hand them out, and also your in the the sort of changes that you can look for in your body. You like like slightly plumper boobs, nice skin, nice hair. Uh, your mucus, your cervical mucus, will change. So when you're ovulating, you'll get. Do you have like I, I like mucus really obsesses me because I spent most of my younger self obsessing about why I had discharge mm-hmm. and just thinking it was something wrong with me. Yeah. About, well, you should probably like, maybe I need to wash more or use different pants or whatever. Yeah. But it's like really important and really normal. And when you're ovulating, that's when it gets really thick and sticky. Mm-hmm. So like it's stickier in your pants. And that's like a, the best sign that you are ovulating. Okay. It's when you can like go like that and it's stringy. You know, we all... Sorry, you you put your fingers apart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. India is just making a uh, thumb and a bird, like a a shadow bird When you you get a bird to go in your pants... (laughs) No, it's just making it... Between her thumb and uh, first finger and like pulling them together and a sort of sticky, like, like, gack. Yeah, a stick, <laughs> nice sticky gack. gack also, and if I may, it's the um, the noise that you'd make would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, or like... (laughs) Or you're like, on a train on a hot day, you're like, oh, it's a bit... I think I've wet myself. Ex- yeah, extra wet. <laughs> Have I? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and also what estrogen's doing in, in your womb is it's building up the lining, mm-hmm. right? So it's just making the endometrium inside the womb really nice and thick, ready, plump, ready to release an egg. So why is it releasing the discharge, this like thick discharge? Surely we need all of it inside. Why is it getting any, why is any coming out? Because there's so much of it. Oh, and shit. also because it's for the whole, so all, the, the whole, whole of the vagina, slippery and smooth, and it's because get that penis in. I'm going to get this or wrong. Or get the egg like, stuck, maybe. I'm going to get this the wrong way round. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come out your no, vagina. Though, no, do you I'm know saying, that, okay. no, I'm saying like Yet. in the inside, oh, yeah. it's all like sticky. You'd be like, oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for sticking the egg to the wall. I was making a joke. That's <laughs> oh, very difficult for me. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, so basically, the mucus is for the sperm. Mm-hmm. So the sperm can't actually live in the... Your womb is too acidic and sperm can't survive in it. Basically, oh. sperm cannot survive in the environment of the womb and the vagina. So it creates this mu- mucus. And it, if you looked at it under a microscope, it's got all these sort of like like leafy veins and it's sort of... They work their way through the mucus and through your vagina, up through your cervix, into your womb... And hopefully they find a little egg there. It's just the most, it's trying just to make it the most welcoming possible environment for those sperm. Guiding their way up, making smooth Offering channels. them a nice drink. A drink on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this way, lads. Come Have on. Have a nice swim. Have a nice swim. Yeah. Making it smooth as possible so for is them. That, so that's why, like, outside of that time, you do always, I guess, produce mucus, but it's just not as hospitable. So is that why that's the time that you should... Yeah, if you're conceiving. Yes. So it's the right time because your body's making this mucus and it's making this mucus because an egg has been released. Yes. And okay. it's heading down your fallopian tubes from your ovaries into the womb. This is interesting. Your fallopian tubes are not attached to your ovaries. 
Oh, I did not know. What? So you know that diagram that you see mm. in yes. the room and it's like flipping shoes with the ovaries on the end. That your ovaries are plumbed into the side of the pelvic wall. Mm. They're like the size of a walnut. And then the flopian tubes just sort of drift around. Not only that, they know when an egg is coming and they just sort of drift towards the ovaries and they sort of tickle the egg out with their fingers one side. It's one side each time. And they've also, they also think, they've got evidence that if one of your flopian tubes is damaged, you don't have it. The, uh, the flopian tube on the other side will drift over no, to the no, other ovary no. and wow. collect an egg. Stop. Isn't that incredible? God, it does I'm, the double-double. It goes both, it does one side it, then does the other. Yeah. And they're like so Unbelievable. thin. They're like, they're tiny. Like, they look like the, um, the, the plait in Avatar when they have sex and then they put the end of their hair together. And they're like, ooh. No, I'm not not wrong. I haven't seen <laughs> oh, okay. That's what they're that doing. I'm like, I trust you, Tessa. It looks like a sort of they're, person who's watched Avatar, Avatar a lot. They've got, they put their the sex in Avatar is like them putting the ends of their hair together. Oh, yeah. But it is a like, yeah. yeah. Li, 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 li. yeah. Uh, oh, it's like that. that's unbelievable. And we don't even feel that that's happening. It's just happening. like, so that's, all that is just going on. And we're just going they around They look our day. completely attached on the in the pictures. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing, like, it's just the most incredible, it's a really unique organ. And I just feel the way that we're sort of, we talk about it is like, here it is, does this thing, let's crack on. And we're very dismissive and rude and we think it's annoying. Like, yeah. we're very rude about it. We are and very rude about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Miracle. Mm. We've said day one and then we've sort of skipped a bit, but then you've told us kind of broadly right. how we've got to the ovulation thing. So what happens sort of after that? Like what's the, se- what, what's the second half? So I'm, I'm, I'm looking sexy. I've yeah. got completely just wet pants. <laughs> <laughs> and, your, your peak uh, conception. I'm absolutely. And what happens next? So there's an egg oh in my, your womb. What? <laughs> and it's uh, like, I, at this point, it's either being fertilised or not being fertilised. We don't know. There's sperm, there's maybe not sperm. doesn't really matter. The next hormone to come into play is progesterone. And progesterone's role is like to maintain 
the lining of the womb, the the endometrium. So it like keeps everything going. It's like it's going to look after that egg. It's going to like make sure it happens and it's going to be well cared for. It's like a chicken sitting on an egg. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite like somebody it's in the, the podcast chicken. describes it as a bouncer. Oh yeah, sure. It's like the bouncer a at the gate. Bouncer like, is also a chicken. Yeah, yeah, a chi- just, I've got to have it as a chicken for some reason. Yeah, bouncer chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like protective and yeah. it's like it's going to you know make sure that this egg can grow if it if it gets fertilized and if it doesn't it will die off mm-hmm. so progesterone is a really powerful hormone but it will start to plummet if you, if, it, if there hasn't been conception and that's when the endometrium starts to break down because progesterone is what keeps it okay yeah in place yes and then basically your hormones start to drop off and then that's when you have a period because there's nothing to maintain the endometrium. So that yeah, so that's why you bleed basically is because you need the endometrium to house an egg. Mm-hmm. And if mm. you don't have a baby to grow, then you just let go of the egg and the endometrium falls away. So it's like a healing, repairing, wounding, breaking down cycle that the And why you feel through. shit in the lead up to your period because your hormones have dropped off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's why I was going to ask was like how long have we got between the hormone beginning to crash and the actual blood starting? It starts dropping off pretty soon after you. There's no conception. Okay. Mm-hmm. So progesterone, sort of the the levels of progesterone are not needed anymore, and so they start dipping. Right. So you can like people have different feelings right in the lead up to their period. Many people have like long tails of PMS, and um, many people have like really really bad PMS, PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. But basically that is all they think a lot to do with this drop off of hormones mm. and also how you relate to the hormones as well. So it's not even about the level of hormones in your body. But we're all I think this is one of the really important things is that there's a danger about talking about the role of hormones in women's bodies that we just then become like women are like this. Estrogen does this, progesterone yes. does this. Du-du-du-du. There's a danger of being too prescriptive and saying that the hormones make us xyz. But we are all individuals and the way that we respond to hormones is really different. So some mm. people respond to estrogen differently to the way that people respond to progesterone and things like that. It's not like we go, this is how the hormones work. All women are doing this. So we're all really hormonal and it's really difficult. And, mm. you know, it's it's really important to sort of understand that how you react to the hormones in your body is really, really important. And that's why it becomes very crucial to track yourself through your period and get to know your body wow Mm. i uh, yeah it's so mind-blowing isn't it that like the amount you've seen that tweet that's like you ever start crying for no reason and then the next day your period starts and then you think oh yeah i'm not no weak ass bitch or something (laughs) and i the amount of times i have sent that to a friend like while i was crying the day before and then been like Mm. ah here we go and then the amount of times we'd be like yeah look how many times in our whatsapp thread chain this tweet is that you constantly forget and it's a constant surprise mm-hmm. yeah i was saying to my friend i was like what well, sometimes i think gosh i look lovely and sometimes i think i look like the bride of Gollum." <laughs> and i was like i was like and i was like i guess my self-esteem is just all over the shop and she was like no your hormones are all over the shop like that's what that is yeah. i have the um the copper coil um which makes Same. oh lovely I found it very pleasant Mm. and I found it so much better than the pill and excellent. But it has meant that because there's no like clear bleeding, I find it harder to like map myself. Wait, you got the copper coil? Sorry, I've got the marina. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry. I found copper unbearable and I couldn't Mm -hmm. couldn't do it. I was going to say, it's very rare that people can kind of like... It just it, the copper coils doesn't sit well. No, so, I like, found it. Inc- yeah. The lady when I went Awful. back, 
and had it taken out like three months later, it was like all I just rolled her eyes and was like, all I ever do is swap copper coils for hormonal. Because yeah. people say, I don't want the hormones, I don't want the hormones, the pill made me mad. And then she's like, all right, try the copper, I'll see you in three months mm-hmm. when you think this is horrendous. But like, so I'm so interested to like start a proper diary and like start a proper tracking cycle and then to be like, oh, here, oh yeah, here we go once again. Mm-hmm. You feel nice on this day and you feel terrible on this day. Yeah. What a surprise. And I think like I'd, so many people have responded really in a really lovely way to the podcast, which is brilliant. I've had like one email from a man who was like, I really thought we'd move beyond this, beyond saying that women are hormonal and da 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 da. And he actually was trying to make a nice point. Yeah. He was like, I really like your series, but I'm worried about what this is going to do for how people view mm. the body of a menstruating person yeah. and like their minds. And I've thought a lot about this. And the point of it is not to say that like we are weaker or stronger at different points. The point of knowing what your hormones do, how they interact with your brain and your body and your how they make you run your life basically means that you can kind of control and mm. understand your life and your brain and everything better. It's not like, yeah. you know, sometimes those changes are really, really dramatic. And I just think if we can know why those ch- we feel those things, I feel so awful in the lead up to my period, which is like five days away. And this is where I start feeling like more anxious I've like I got psoriasis. My skin feels worse and sore. I feel all the exciting things I did when I was in ovulation, where I get overexcited. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like sort of a bit of a lightweight with my hormones, but like in that sort of day fourteen kind of area, I get so overexcited. I'm freelance, so I overbook and overstretch myself. And all the time, I'm like, don't just don't don't say that thing. Don't do that thing. Don't commit to that thing. Don't commit to that thing. Like I was on the a work call the other week and um, I was like, don't mention that thing at the end of the call because you'll just make a rod for your own back. Got all the way through the call. I was like, don't mention that thing. Don't mention that thing. And she was like, the other person on the phone was like, okay, see you later. Bye. And I literally went, oh, um, <laughs> no, stay on the line. <laughs> and mentioned the thing. and made a rod for my own back that I'm now, like last night, I lay awake at two o'clock in the morning worrying about this thing that I had brought upon, like rained yeah, upon yes. myself. But just knowing how you're going to like feel at different times of the cycle means you can sort of prepare for that. Like I know mm. that I shouldn't over overshoot myself around ovulation because I, I will be really anxious and get really down towards my period. Mm-hmm. And knowing things like you're going to feel like if you have a sort of a, a natural cycle, I hate the word natural cycle, but if you're just like, if you're cycling without any added hormones into your body, there are times where you're going to feel different in different places. But you might well feel, for example, sexier around ovulation because everything is gearing Mm. towards that. It's like, have sex. Mm. And then you're not going to feel that maybe later on. Some people feel really sexy on the period because there's like more blood down in that area. So you feel all sort of like swollen and sensitive. It's very Mm -hmm. exciting. But I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, that kind of comes into this idea of consensus, strong word, but like not being hard on yourself. If you don't want to have sex Mm. all the way through the month, you are going to feel so different about your body, about your sex drive, everything. And I do think, actually, as women, we just feel like we should just crack on the same all the time. Like, yeah. like live in this sort of linear time that the male body lives in, where mm. things don't change on a cycle. And actually just kind of going, yeah, f- I mean, fuck it. It's going to feel different. It's like and forgiveness, isn't it? It's forgiving yeah. yourself to be like, oh, I'm not mad. Yeah. Like, And I think that for years and years and years and years and decades and decades, it's not even been like, it is now where 
I still go like, I'm mad, what's wrong with me? And it's always the same time of the month. Yeah. And then I feel really like stupid for not knowing. And then I feel really like annoyed at myself for being so dictated by my hormones because for years I was told that it's it's annoying, like mm. hormones are stupid and it's annoying. But then also even before then, like women were like locked up for being like mad and being mm. like, and, and, and for like the slightest thing. And like, we've just told women that they're crazy all the time. So I think it's, I think it's, at, the, the pendulum has to swing the other way where it's like, oh, of course, sometimes I can be crazy. That's like, yeah, I can. And sometimes it might not be to do with hormones, but it's nice to be able to go like, oh God, I know, like when you know yourself, you're able to look back like you you just didn't know there's a reason why you overbooked yourself. And it's interesting you say like, oh, I am crazy at this time. Like, yes, you probably feel really different, but is what's making that worse, the fact that you are trying to force yourself into the same situations, the same routines, the same diet, the same exercise, the same social calendar, a, a time of the month that is not right yeah, for doing that for you. Uh, absolutely. And then it, it heightens all of those feelings. Like it heightens the anxiety or the stress. Yeah, or I could like, do this last week. Why yeah. can't I do this? Like, especially with exercise, it's a really good one because I sort of drop off sometimes yeah. and I'm like, what is wrong? Because I really like it. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But last week I did all this stuff. I'm just being lazy. I'm just being lazy. And yeah. it's like, no. <laughs> you are. No, yes, I'm I am. I am. I'm a big lazy girl. <laughs> no, but also like, it's so nice to go like, yeah, well, maybe I do need to be a little bit lazier this week or I need to, actually I can change the sort of exercise I'm doing I could maybe do yoga in the second half and I could do like more serious did you just know that instinctively or did you research this have I researched this uh no but I just feel that that probably would be because there are periods of time where I can only do yeah like pilates or yoga and I can't do my like go in and you're throwing a rope I mean that sounds like (laughs) I'm a cowboy rope throwing is that what Stevie does I'm lassoing cows she's been working on the plains of the old west Uh, that's what I do rope and cattle Exercise is such a good one. And when like, she tries that on her period, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. Work, right? <laughs> Bleeding all over the rope. <laughs> I bet the cattle hate it. They do. Yeah, yes, they, they do. run from her. Because, of course, it's uh, making them rotten. There's <laughs> 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 rancid cows. Yeah. I mean, just throwing a small rope around. No, exercise is a really good one. Exercise and diet. Um, this comes down to, like, I think one of the most shocking things to me through the whole series is just how little the female body is used in research. So loads of medication that's out there on the market from like paracetamol to antidepressants that I've taken have never been tested on a menstruating woman, right? So they've not been tested God. against the basic hormones of the cycle. I think it's 80% of all drugs that are withdrawn from the shelves in America because of adverse side effects are because of adverse side effects in women. Oh my God. 80%. Okay. So it's really, and, and then, terrifying. and that translates pretty much directly, if not worse, to the exercise and diet industry. So lots of like the biggest diets that are out there, keto, intermittent fasting, have not been designed with women in mind. They work for men and then they don't work as well for women. And they work against women's bodies if they are menstruating. So if they have those hormone cycles. And with exercise, like, Oestrogen in the that first half of the cycle where oestrogen is really high, great to go do your high intensity stuff. Your body can take a lot of stress. You can feel like much more on it. You can have a good time and enjoy your exercise and go fast. When progesterone's there, proge- so oestrogen builds muscle and breaks down fat. Mm-hmm. Progesterone does the opposite. It breaks down muscle and it stores fat. If you think about it, it's the second half where it thinks you're going to be pregnant. So it's it's just preparing you to hold a baby. So if you are working really, really hard to break down fat and build muscle in the second half of your cycle, you are working against what your body is trying to do. 
Mm. And that's why you feel so exhausting, really difficult. You can't get it, like, it's harder to get it. Although, interestingly, I think it's Paula Radcliffe said that she gets her PBs on a period. But that aside, that's superhuman aside. But she at least knows her own, that's exactly what you're saying about this, like, personal journey. It's you and your womb and whatever it does. And, Mm -hmm. And for some people, maybe it is like, wow, you won't believe this. But against the grain, I actually am best at this point, which is not what everybody else seems to be doing. And it's like, there is no necessarily right right it's just knowing where you personally mm-hmm. are are sitting yeah exactly and but but you're oh god it's just it's so unspeakably frustrating isn't it when we sort of unlock the door about like just how much damage the patriarchy mm-hmm. has done of, of course this stuff happens if, if you've only looked at one type of body and you've never bothered to consider anything else and not only that but like that this type of body that doesn't change and has very similar you know has no cycle and is doing its own thing is is not what the sort of the rest of the natural world is doing. It's like there's tides and the water comes in and out and there's seasons and mm-hmm. there's times when it's winter and times when it's summer. And so the a, a, a cycle, a body with a cycle is actually more in line with the rest of the natural world. Yeah. Don't men have cycles like daily? Yeah. Don't men have hormonal? I think I've listened to Yeah. And so then we're trying to f- do the same but like our cycles are like monthly mm, and it's yeah. like, but how are you ever going to, the amount of times that, yeah, it's like, but what, why are, why am I angry? Or like, why, why, I, I, cause I have like weeks where I'm like, oh right, this week is better. Whereas my partner will have maybe like an hour in the day where it's like, oh, it's his nap time. <laughs> <laughs> but this is such a, that's a really good point though. One of the great things about, so if we're talking about women being described as hormonal, the female body and its hormonal cycle works on a like a more broadly monthly cycle. Men's cycle, which is mainly testosterone, is far more unpredictable than female a female hormonal cycle. So mm. within that month, within your cycle, your hormones will roughly do the same thing every single time. Mm. Male levels of testosterone react to things like did your favourite candidate win in the elections? <laughs> Do I have a gun in my hand? <laughs> Am I going to the football? Sorry, I feel like I'm being really stereotypical, but these are the things that they've researched on. When, uh, if a man has a baby, like if his partner have his, has a baby, his testosterone levels will drop for a long time. Or when That's he gets married, he'll, they'll drop and they become sort of like softer. Their testosterone levels are lower. So they are far more unpredictable. And then it's, then you think back to that, why women have been, why female bodies have been left out of research when testosterone levels are so unpredictable and you cannot know whether or not a guy's football team won last night before he walks into test paracetamol. Like, <laughs> yeah. So can you, so does this testosterone spike come on like instantaneously yeah. in, in a male body? Pretty fast. Wow. God. That's why you get like all that sort of like rage and excitement. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm dying to do a programme on testosterone and no one, I can say it, I've said it out loud now so no one can steal yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like a podcast, companion piece. Yeah, perfect yeah. companion piece. What would you call it? One-ish day. 20, 28 <laughs> hours-ish. Yeah, that is why tracking, it doesn't have to be an app. You know, there are loads of problems with those. They're so complicated. I use an app. I have no problem with it. What it's app do you personal. use out of interest? There's obviously many other, other available. I use Clue. I quite like it. I use the info, I put in the information I want to put in a lot of their research, they work hand in hand, I think, with Stanford University. Oh, so it goes to help yeah, further research. Data. Yes, but there are really loads great. of huge questions around data right. and especially with the reversal of Roe v. Wade, oh like that's God, a yeah. huge, mm-hmm. but, you know, so I, I I talk about tracking apps with much caution and it's a very personal decision. You just look into what you want to do. Pen and paper, absolutely great if you can remember where you put your last bit of paper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, otherwise. <laughs> Stick it on the wall. No yeah. point. Knowing your body, Basically, tracking your body, knowing what's going on, 
it's sort of a form of political resistance as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a menstrual activist at all. I'm a journalist. I like making fun audio. I like talking to people about wombs. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself an activist. But knowing yourself is power. Mm. It really is. And especially when you can go like, yeah, no, I don't I don't believe in your diet or like don't sell me this thing. Like don't try and make money off me with X, Y, Z because I know what's good for me when. Because somebody's told me or you know, it's out there. We You've all talk about to your it. Podcast. Mm. Like, somebody's, somebody's made this great podcast. No, for but me. like that's why <laughs> it's great because it's is. free. People can listen to it and it's like it's giving the information back to the people. Yeah. 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 Information is power. A hundred percent. We're so you know, we you, that thing about like you can't sell some you can't sell a happy person something. You know, you can't sell somebody something if you haven't told them they're lacking or they're crazy mm. or they're this or like or oh, this will fix you or whatever. If you're like, No, thank you, I know myself and I know what I'm capable of and I know my times of the month that I'm at my best and mm-hmm. I know when I you know when I mustn't push myself and all of this like it's just yeah how have we come so far constantly being like oh that's not an important thing where mm-hmm. it's the maybe the most important yeah it's the most important thing it's the most important <laughs> thing and 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 going back to that thing of the obsession with the bleed rightly so we talk about pain and blood amount a lot mm-hmm. and then there isn't much sort of talking about how we feel the rest of the time the lead up to you know like PMDD I think was only recognized in the 1980s as a as a an actual problem so that's when you have extreme depression and anxiety and Mm -hmm. it can be really difficult and if you feel like that is something that has been belittled and pushed aside if you feel that in the lead up to your period you should go and talk to somebody and if your GP says "Mm, well you know if they don't sound like they know or understand what premenstrual dysphoric disorder might be get a referral instantly Mm. and it's so it's so crucial that people kind of feel that they can ask for the correct help I think lots of the times and this is not GP bashing but lots of the times GPs are the gatekeeper to how we feel so that's why we need to go with the knowledge in our hands to say no I it's not normal that I feel this I've I can see this every month this happens this pain happens here these emotions happen here and just being able to kind of make people listen to us when we talk about our bodies Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and also if you're tracking stuff then you know when there's been changes Mm -hmm. that are like I guess you know might signify yeah physical problems that you know like you we get smear tests we get colposcopies and we get all this sort sort of stuff but like and whenever anyone asks me like and how's your cycle like how your period's been I'm always like yeah it's Mm. Like, I don't know. There might have been massive changes. But I don't know. Mm. So I need. It's, it's also that can also be, I guess, an early early signifier for lots of things. Yeah. But if we don't know, we don't know. Like, yeah. There is even a move to call the cycle the sort of fifth vital sign, so that you can read, like you would read oxygen levels or like uh, heart rate things like that in your body. You can read the cycle of a female body as a sign of their health and you can determine things from that the fifth vital sign being the hormone thing it sounds it's not even just for people who are menstruating it should like it sounds like the, what you're saying about men's like testosterone thing could be at any time like it feels like that's also something we should check in everybody mm. like if everybody's mm-hmm. hormones could be you know it feels like an important thing to be like oh you're obviously your stress levels are off the chart or your this is happening in an enormous amount or you know it feels like it's such an important thing for everybody to know yeah <laughs> listen to the podcast 28 ish days later so i mean go now and listen to it it's can it so- be found on all podcast platforms can it be found wherever you find your podcast every single one every I, single I actually one can say that fact I bet, they but, are. But the I bet they are the important ones the big ones it's so wonderful yeah it's really really nice I'm so excited to listen probably I'm so excited to get my little pen and paper out and work out where I am a gun to my head 
I've no idea. Yeah. I don't know where I am in it. No, I, I don't know where awful, I am. Awful, isn't it? Awful. I think I, think I might it's be awful. Like, I just but... like, again, don't be hard on yourself. I think basically the whole series is to stop people being hard on themselves. Yes. Like, stop being so hard on yourself that you don't know. There's a reason you don't know. Like, history, society dictates that you shouldn't know what's going yeah. on in your body. And there's a reason why you feel different things at different times. And then there's a reason why you don't know that. Like, it's all been made this way for us. Mm. Yes. So don't be hard. Stop. Everyone, can everybody just give themselves a break? Go to the podcast 28-ish days later. And thank you so much. And also, uh, we're at Nobody Panic Pod. Uh, if you have any episode suggestions, nobodypanicpodcast at gmail.com. And goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Indy. Thank you Bye. so much. Thank you. For thank us. you this so has been amazing. Yeah, thank fun. you, everyone, for listening at home. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. <laughs>